And hello, everyone. Welcome to Pick Up Your Bible. This is DeCruz, and I'm here with Cynthia Pavamani. And Cynthia has been going solo for the last few weeks. How many weeks has it been? I think it's been like uh, four too weeks. Many weeks. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's definitely seemed longer than that. <laughs> Way too long. We missed you. <laughs> no, it's good to be back. And I think you were doing so great. I did think for a little bit that I was fired uh, <laughs> from the show. <laughs> so, Never. <laughs> I had to earn earn my spot back. But you've been doing such a great job of going through different topics and. And what I, what I love about this, and, and like we always say on Pick Up Your Bible, you know, we love hearing from listeners. We love hearing from our listeners. And Cynthia, you've gotten a few questions from our listeners over the last yes. few weeks. Yes, we've been. I've, we will not be able to get through all the questions this summer, I feel. So I'm going to apologize mm-hmm. up front um, about that. But it's been so great. It's great to know. It seems so interactive, though. We're not a show where listeners are giving any input live. It seems uh-huh. interactive because it feels very real to me when you ask a question and having to deliberate and think and, you know, so it's been really amazing. I've enjoyed That's it. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And some really uh, hard questions. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been listening. Time. There are some really kind of interesting questions that have come your way. And This week, I think the question that we have is how can we know the Bible is true? Ooh, this is this is a really good question, especially for this day and age, right, Cynthia? Yeah, definitely. I think we're in a very this. I think our world is in a very naturalistic point of view where everything Mm. has to be perceived, everything has to have proof. And Mm. so this is a very befitting question for our times. And I think believer or one who is yet to believe alike, you know, Mm -hmm. I think kind of bumps into this question at some point. I know when I've walked through trying seasons in my faith, yeah, just having the word alone, you know, you want to know that rope that you're holding on to is Mm -hmm. indeed... You know, that's the time when you question that the most. Is this true? Can I hold on to this promise? Right. Can I depend on it? And so it's a great question that I think that I hope will benefit um, every listener. No, that's so great. And, I, and I'm excited to get into this in depth with you. I, Whenever I hear a question, I'm always I always like to kind of think about I wonder what precipitated this listener's question. Like, why do we, you know, what was in their life? What was going on that made them go like, well, how can I know this is true? This is a question that all of us have faced, I think, at some point when we're dealing with struggles and, you know, why do I have to do things this way? Like, why do I know this is true? So let's get started. Can I read a verse and then maybe you can go into your answer a little bit? For me, what's been very helpful in looking at the Bible is just this verse, and I'm sure I'm stealing this from you because I'm sure that you'll get into this as well, is 2 Timothy three sixteen to 17, which is, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. That's a mm-hmm. verse that I always come back to when I try to explain to people what scripture is about. So, Cynthia, let's hear it. How can we know the Bible is true? Yeah. um, Like I was mentioning, I think 
and like you mentioned, we don't know where this question is coming from, what this person mm. is dealing with. Is this a believer in, a, you know, in a, just a inquisitive, you know, uh, season of their life? Is mm. this an unbeliever um, really struggling with this question? As we present the gospel, they're like, how do I know this is true? Right. Because what we preach is the Bible. And so it's a very valid question. So I want to start with, with this verse. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for mm. they are folly to him, and he's not able to understand them, for they are spiritually discerned. Hmm. By nature, our eyes are blind to God. Our ears are deaf to God. Our hearts are naturally inclined away from God. They're indifferent to God. And his will. So for someone who is saved and thereby the Holy Spirit dwells within them, the Holy Spirit enlightens you to discern what you read. As you read it, it comes to life to the believer because the Spirit is lighting that up for us. Mm. So when we read the verse that you read, 2 Timothy 3.16, that all scripture is God-breed, we can believe it because the Spirit helps us to believe it. Right. So when the scripture reveals that it is God's word, it's proclaiming that it's God's word. It is so for the believer. Hmm. When Jesus was in the temple teaching, you know, many Jews came up and they were like astonished. They were surprised. Yeah. You know, how is this person who hasn't studied, you know, saying this kind of stuff, these words that how does he know this? And Jesus answers them in John 7 verses 16 and 17. If mm -hmm. anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking on my own authority. Hmm. Meaning the scripture will authenticate itself as a word of God to the one who is genuinely seeking God. Hmm. Now for an unbeliever who's hearing, this yeah. may seem as circular reasoning, right? Oh, the Bible says it's true and so it's true um that though that may seem something that christians can hold on to because the spirit helps us to for the world that's fallacy right. it's a faulty reason it's like someone going before a judge and saying believe me because i said so you right know, there is uh, the problem with that we run into here is that the Bible is the highest source of authority. So nothing can authenticate it other than itself, Yeah, which is sufficient for the believer. But for the unbeliever, it seems lacking, right? Mm, this kind mm. of argument. But I believe even, in, even to the unbeliever, the Bible will authenticate itself. Yeah. It, it, it stands up so well to all tests we put literature through. You know, hmm. um, I'm by no means an expert in this field, I'll, but there are, has been a lot of studies on it. So I'll just I'll share a few pointers here to help mm -hmm. um, maybe guide you to look into that kind of logic, if that helps. So the first thing I want to say is about the Bible itself. Right. The Bible was written by over 40 authors over a period of 1,500 years in three different languages, Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic, 
in three different continents, Europe, mm -hmm. Asia, and Africa. Um, and there's absolutely no contradiction in it. I mean, how magnificent a fact is that? It's hard enough for you and I, the crews, to agree on <laughs> something if we come right. down to this. So imagine different people writing this at different times of history and all pointing to the same God with the same testimony. That's right. It's not human. I, yeah. it, so it, it, it almost, it's the greatest defense the Bible has for itself. Right? Yeah. Second, let's consider the historical validity of the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. Archaeologists and historians have made repeated discoveries that confirm biblical accounts of that time. Mm -hmm. So much so that to the point that now the Bible is used as a guide to mm -hmm. help with historical and archaeological discoveries. It's right. now considered an essential guide for that. So it's standing up, it's proving itself that every time someone discovers something from history, the Bible gets another chance to prove that it is truth. Mm -hmm. What was written about history, you know, this 1500-year period and more from Revelation of the rev what was revealed by the spirit to the writers extends over the whole time of creation right. and it's all proving to be true. So third, consider the scientific ingenuity of the Bible. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. You look at things that was written um, hundreds of years before scientists discovered facts like for example we have geologists now verifying that there was indeed a great flood or we have the water cycle you know clearly described in job chapter 36 verses 27 and 28 and ecclesiastes 1 verse 6 and 7 describe the water cycle mm -hmm. of how we have rain and how the rain how evaporation, condensation, all that so specifically described hundreds of years before scientists could put that in words or put that theory in place. So, um, you know, you can see the Bible reveal things that is beyond human capacity. Right. Um, and the Bible has proved itself reliable and in, position, in possession of knowledge that humans don't have oh. or, and haven't had for many years until, you know, wait, let me say that again. How does that go? <laughs> they, you know, it happened. The Bible reveals it many years before we even could put words to it, is what I'm mm -hmm. trying to say. So that itself is a testament to the biblical, the being able to stand up to its, it, the scientific, you know, pushback that, you know, it's all, it, you know, the Bible is put through sensed as this mythological or imaginary fiction, fictional book. And it really does prove itself against all fields of study that it is truth. Um, the Bible is, a fourth of the Bible is prophetic. Mm -hmm. And two thirds of that prophecy has already been fulfilled. Mm. The rest is yet to come. But that those you don't find that kind of statistics for any other piece of literature, right? Let alone 
ancient literature. Um, so, you know, again, to, to that extent, the Bible has proved itself reliable. It, it just keeps doing that. You know, anything you throw its way, it's, it seems to defend itself. Yeah. Um, so there's so much study done on, you know, manuscripts, the number of manuscripts available more than any other ancient literature of its time. If you are interested in that kind of study, I suggest you look at Professor Wallace. I forgot to look up his first name. It's either Daniel or David. Daniel Wallace it's from Daniel. Dallas Theological Seminary? Yes, that is okay. him. I sat in on one of his classes once and amazing facts for people who are interested in that kind of defense of the scripture, you know, that I think the Bible is compared to uh, many other ancient literatures in detail in his study. And you can get that kind of information of how the Bible stands far above um, any other literature of its time. So my point being, whether you're seeking internal evidence yeah. uh, from within the Bible or solid external empirical evidence, you know, the Bible proves itself worthy on all of these accounts. First Corinthians uh, 2 verse 7 reads, The wisdom we speak of is the wisdom of God, which was hidden in former times, though he made it for our benefit before the world began. Hmm. How amazing that this book that God always intended to leave us, you know, he always intended to leave us these words of divine inspiration and revelation so that we could know him. Mm. Um, so amazing question. And I hope, though we are quickly trying to answer this within 10 minutes, I hope I've pointed you down a path that helps you look at the Bible as that, as a proven truthful source from God. Awesome. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, listener, if you heard that and you have more questions, we would love for you to just respond and, and, you know, ask your questions, share what you know, and then also just how the Bible, if the Bible has led you to more truth, would love to hear that as well. Cynthia, anything more to add before we close out today? No, I I did share on an earlier podcast that I hope I get an opportunity to record in Canada, and I am in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so that's very exciting. because yeah. You I have a beautiful view from the window. I can yes. see that. Unfortunately, our listeners yeah. don't get to see it, but My it's a beautiful My very gorgeous view. and posh sister and her husband in this <laughs> high-rise building overlooking the water, and it's quite amazing. Don't let her hear you say that. So. <laughs> I know she may not like that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you, Cynthia, again. Remember that there's always a new episode every Wednesday, even if one of us is on break. There's always going to be a new episode every Wednesday. To stay up to date, you can always subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications so that you always know when the next episode comes out. And then again, like Cynthia has been answering questions. And if you want to answer, if you want to ask a question or offer suggestions on a future episode topic, I think she has plenty for now, but feel free to send more. Uh, please email her at Cynthia at pickupyourbible.com. And listeners, I hope you enjoy. Enjoy. Yes, that's a good word. Knowledge, mm. wisdom, and love of God. 
as you join us and pick up your Bible. Until next time, God bless you.